We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're playing Who Doesn't Belong on Roto-Viz Radio. Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside the Dynasty Commander, Curtis Patrick. We're two of the owners here at Rotoviz back on this, hopefully for you, what is a wonderful Friday. I want to focus a little bit more on redraft because I know that's the preferred game for some of you out there. We've been focusing a lot on Dynasty lately. I had a question lined up for you about rookies. We're going to pivot off of that though, Curtis, because we did get another listener question. This will be the only thing we focus on Dynasty on this show. Uh, if you are ready, I'm going to go ahead and hit play here and then I will let you, uh, you know, react and give some thoughts because you did talk a little bit about a listener trying to get you to do those crystal ball rankings again. This this question is going to address you directly on that. Are you ready for it? Yeah, let's let's get into it. What you got? Hi, Dave and Curtis. Love your guys' show. This is Brad Smith from Egan, Minnesota, and I'm a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But I have a kind of a two-part question. Um, last year, Curtis, you did a, on the Dynasty Command Center shows, you did a, you did kind of a crystal ball rankings for wide receivers. And I ended up with Godwin, Juju, and I know one of your favorites last year, the Duck, Marquise Brown. So I ended up with them on my uh, Superflex Dynasty League. So I'm just curious, what are you doing with these receivers or receivers like this where they were top five, top ten, come or expected to be top five or top ten, and then ended up not producing as well? Should I hold? Should I try and sell now, get out of get out of the stock now? 
And then the second question is, are you going to do more of these crystal ball rankings this year? Because uh, love the love those shows. So I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for listening to those episodes. Th- those episodes were the the running back crystal ball rankings and the wide receiver crystal ball rankings. Those were the two. Uh, <coughs> sorry, I just choked on my bourbonade. Um, <laughs> uh, we gotta we we'll have to get that radio. as like a, a drop. <laughs> yep. Um, those were the two highest rated um shows that that i ever did in terms of um of downloads and continue to get requests for those we we will run them back um you know i i think you you drafted a number of players that that we talked about on those shows in particular uh godwin just so so interesting to think about how many i mean how much has changed since we would have recorded that show uh i think we might not have even have known that tom brady was going to be in tampa when that show was uh, recorded and certainly didn't know that Antonio Brown was going to be there. So just, it's just ancient history at this point, uh, which I guess is a little bit of a, a little bit of a nugget to tuck away when, when thinking about doing an exercise like this uh, next time, but with, with Hollywood Brown, you know, I think uh, the Ravens offense continues to, you know, look like one that wants to be, you know, run first. Harbaugh is, you know, doubling, tripling down, on the offensive design wants to keep it, you know, similar. And, you know, then they add Rashad Bateman uh, and Tylen Wallace and Sammy Watkins, uh, lots of uh, interesting, you know, players there now. And uh, as much as I love Hollywood, you know, I I can't puff my chest out and say that I know for sure he'll be the wide receiver one on that team anymore. Um, And so definitely a hold. I mean, this is a really horrible time actually to sell Hollywood uh, because a lot of people are going to think exactly what I just shared. Um, so he's definitely a hold. Uh, and let's see. Uh, he was actually remarkably consistent, scored 12, 13 PPR points per game. Basically, like clockwork, play, was playing his best ball over the last month of the season and particularly in the playoffs. So I think there's certainly still some reasons for optimism going into that big year three. You know, maybe the presence of some other wide receiver talent um, will actually free things up for him. Um, so I'm definitely still optimistic, but not sure that I see, you know, the offense changing, which was within the range of outcomes last year that I was predicting that, you know, Lamar Jackson would take a step forward as a passer and the, the Ravens would change their offense. Um, uh, who were the other players there, Dave, uh, besides yep. Godwin and you had, uh, Hollywood? Yeah, Godwin, um, Hollywood, and then Juju was the other name, I believe, in there. Oh, yeah, Juju. <clears throat> yeah, Juju. So that episode was me and Ryan McDowell and Rich Rebar. And, of course, Ryan being, you know, the world's foremost Juju Smith-Schuster fan, I think we all potentially had him as a top five in that exercise. And I think he was Ryan's number one. Uh, All of us very, very high on him. We did not see Chase Claypool at this point. You know, we did this exercise before, you know, the draft in 2020. And that certainly changed some things. So, you know, the the Steelers are a three wide receiver offense. Juju's back on a a short deal now. Um, I I, I think you got to wait and see. You know, does the team play out uh, the offense, you know, the same this way or the same way this year that they did last year? Uh, Juju still scored a lot of touchdowns. He still had a lot of targets. Uh, his his production per target was just way down compared to his career averages, not really racking up much yardage at all. Um, and that was a bit concerning. But, you know, perhaps the team will look a little different this year with Najee Harris in the backfield and Ben having a healthier elbow. Uh, all reason, you know, all kinds of reasons to be excited about 
you know, Pittsburgh uh, and, you know, high flying pack passing attack coming back. So Juju's probably more in the you know, wide receiver two, three range right now. Uh, maybe even the wide receiver three range for, for many people uh, that 36 to 40 area, but he could certainly, I mean, if he has a wicked September in Claypool or, or DJ uh, Deontay Johnson end up, you know, not being featured quite as much. Uh, Juju could go right back up the boards. He's still really, really young. Um, and, and, you know, he's a player that I think still has kind of the hearts of most of the dynasty community. Uh, I think more people like his, uh, his connection with the fans and his social media presence than dislike it. I, I could be reading the room wrong, but that's the sense that I get. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't regret drafting any of those three players in the dynasty startup. Uh, that you participated in last year. I think those are really, really solid guys. You probably don't feel like you have a true alpha out of that mix. Um, And I would probably agree at this point, but I would still feel comfortable starting all three of those players this year. Yeah, the only thing I will add there is um, Judu, in my mind, definitely still between that 24 to 36 range. I think he's firmly entrenched in there. Also, there's some numbers that you can dig into that, portray him positively he did rank 13th in yards after the catch among all wide receivers last year some different things i could point to but we are going to move along because i do kind of want to have more of a redraft focus those were some bolts of lightning because we're going to try to work these through fairly quickly but i still want us to take our time uh what i'm going to do curtis for this next segment is i'm going to list three players and you are going to tell me the one that doesn't belong. You can feel free to get creative with this, but I think that we will try to frame it through finding the player that does not have the value of the other two, be it his value is significantly higher or significantly lower. Keep in mind, I'm picking players very much sandwiched together in ADP because the idea is to try to find some type of differentiation. And we'll start off at wide receiver. We have Deontay Johnson, Adam Thielen, and Cooper Cup. Any thoughts? Man, that's really tough. Uh, that that's a this is a great uh, trio to to lead off with. I will say Adam Thielen uh, because with him, I do have the the questions about whether he actually hit the cliff last year. Yeah, uh, looks like a little bit of a different player. Age is a factor now, and I'm really excited about Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. Uh, Cooper Cup had his own uh, injury issues last year, but I mean, was one of the best fantasy wide receivers in the game um, leading up to that. And now gets is definitely going to get the best quarterback play of his career. I'm actually really excited about Cooper Cup for 2021. And Deontay Johnson, um, the team still seems like, you know, they believe in him as the potential target hog. Um, and, you know, he's much younger than, then Thielen uh, would feel good about maybe not having seen his best season from a redraft perspective. I think we've certainly seen Adam Thielen's best season uh, at this point. Would you pick a different player, Dave? No, and actually, I was going to sneak my way into going with Adam Thielen because of these three wide receivers, he's on. He's the only one that's not on a team that has a solid trio of pass catchers, if you will. Um, but I, I 
think that the other thing that you could point to too here is that Minnesota, not as much of a team that necessarily wants to operate as a pass first or pass heavy type of offense. So I think you add that in with the concerns about the age, the fact that Justin Jefferson is where they should be going. Maybe now that uh, Kyle Rudolph is gone, um, you have Irv Smith taking over some of the offense there and a the guy that they're looking for in uh, you know the red zone and in other situations. I think that's how you could kind of tease things out there to remove feeling from the list. Uh, so, you know, players sandwiched in that ADP, I'm probably the least excited about feeling. Let's turn now towards some tight ends. I think that this is a really interesting one. Um, so I'm curious as to how you will spin this. Dallas Goddard, Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby in best ball drafts right now. They have positional ADP, Goddard, tight end eight, Logan Thomas, tight end nine, Tyler Higby, tight end 10. Uh, what do you think? Man, this, I kind of feel like two of them don't belong here. Um, <laughs> That's ma- fine. Maybe you, the can, one who, you can do it that yeah, way. Yep. Well, I, I guess maybe the one that doesn't belong, maybe I'll say is Logan Thomas, because I feel really solid about, uh, I feel really solid about Logan Thomas. I'm actually, you know, he's going to have better QB play uh, than he had the past um, two seasons. And, you know, he, there's not a question about whether he, you know, he can give us that high volume, high production outcome. We have actually have not truly seen that with Dallas Goddard or Tyler, Tyler Higby in their careers yet. Um, they've been, you know, sharing those tight end looks uh, up until this point. Goddard started starting to emerge a little bit last year, but now the transition to Jalen Hurts and then the team obviously gets much, much better uh, and much deeper at wide receiver, adding Devontae Smith. Uh, they added another pass catching back to the stable in Kenneth Gainwell. Um, you know, I, th- I, I think the Eagles, I think that this can be a little frustrating to, to project the, the passing distribution this year. I, I really don't like, I mean, man, that's a mid early to mid sixth round ADP of 65.7 on Goddard. That's much too pricey for me. Uh, I, I strongly prefer Logan Thomas's price of 73.1, uh, first pick of the seventh round there. And then Tyler Higby, I mean, he's shown us some dominant stretches before, um, he, you know, he certainly has, um, but you know, I, th- I think adding Deshaun Jackson, adding Tutu Atwell, um, the switch of the quarterback, you know, Goff, Goff got into a, a little bit of a, a thing where I think McVay at one point was just trying literally any type of offensive concept to see, you know, what would get the best play out of Goff? You know, we saw the team ride uh, Gurley for a while. We saw them, you know, involve Robert Woods a little bit more on the jet sweeps and the wide receiver screens. And uh, we saw, you know, that iteration of the game. Then we saw for a little while them, you know, feature the tight end. And then, you know, people were drafting Higby as like what and valuing him as a top five, six player uh, at the position. And then, you know, he just absolutely disappointed everyone last year. So, um, and it wasn't necessarily because Gerald Everett, like, smashed it's just the the Rams seem to handle a tight end differently a little bit um so 83 I mean I'll take Tyler Higby at ADP over Dallas Goddard at ADP if that helps I mean I'll take the two-round discount uh because I kind of think they're in similar situations a little bit of uncertainty uh really prefer Logan Thomas and so I'll go opposite I'll say Logan Thomas doesn't fit because I feel like he he's worth the investment yeah I think that's the right answer Um, And for me, what it really comes down to is if I am trying to envision the way that these offenses are going to operate, um, I don't have a great idea with Philadelphia. 
I do have a, what I think is a decent idea with Washington and the Rams. And in the Rams case, Higby, I don't see being extremely involved. Whereas I feel like even though the Washington football team has made some upgrades this year, Logan Thomas remains uh, a fixture in the offense and involved. Uh, so when I'm looking at these ADPs, I think that you make a good point that Goddard at 79, that I'm a little bit scared of. I might even rather Higby at the 105, but I think that Thomas is separated and probably the player that if I'm forced to choose between these three, I'm, I'm adding on more teams than the other two, which brings us to a very, very fun group of running backs. I think that I have my answer here. We'll see if we can go three for three on lining up. You got DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, and Clyde Edwards-Lair. With ADP, by the way, positional ADP of 14, 15, and 16. Yeah, I, th I think uh, I, this one is very, very clear cut for me because there's only one back on here who's not locked in to lead his team in backfield touches. Uh, or at least snap percentage, and it's DeAndre Swift. Um, that that offense is also nothing to be excited about. I have no clue how many touchdowns uh, Detroit's going to score this year, but I bet it's going to be fewer than Washington and, of course, Kansas City. Uh, Antonio Gibson, we we saw you know him. He actually he rushed for more touchdowns um, through the first ten weeks of his uh, NFL career than than any rookie in NFL history um last season it was really exciting and he didn't even wasn't even fully unlocked in the passing game but jd mckissick had over 100 targets <laughs> um so i mean look at all that upside there that we have for antonio gibson i mean curtis samuel's gonna get some of those looks but uh i think antonio gibson man i mean potential league winner like honestly yep. potential league winner and clyde edwards Hilaire, i think is in the same same boat i mean he's a little bit of a post type uh sleeper uh at this point um last year you know he's kind of consensus top five, top six by the end of redraft season. Now you get him at, you know, as a mid RB2. Um, you know, I, I'm not really. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. More excited about him as a player. And I understand why he dropped so far. Uh, there's definitely some like, there's definitely some some bias and overcorrection happening here. So many people felt just so burned by what happened last season uh, and the investment that you know they're a little afraid to to pull the trigger. I mean, he's dropped uh, almost two. I mean, well, he can't drop. I mean, yeah, almost two rounds. I guess his ADP is twenty four point eight. I mean, he was regularly going in the top three uh, by late August last year. So um, I'll take. I'll take DeAndre Swift as the outlier and he actually is, has the, the earliest ADP. 
So uh, that that always feels good too to to fade the most expensive one. Um, would you pick a different back? Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends whose four way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Dave. No, we went three for uh, three for yes. three here, lined yes. up on all of them. And the entire reason that I picked this was this was a funny case of where, again, we have a player that is the highest on the board here, going the earliest, who I feel is significantly um, de- depreciated or deprecated, if you will, against these other guys. I feel much better with Gibson or Edwards Alaire. So we're going to end off here with another kind of quick exercise. I am going to ask you, out of the listing of these players, uh, we'll do... Uh, we're going to start off with wide receivers. Then we'll go with quarterbacks here. I want to know who is most likely to fall out of the top 24. Uh, So what I did was I looked at ADP and I went from 14 to 25. You give me the player in here that is most likely to finish outside. So not, and if you think there's a player that might finish higher, you know, like as a wide receiver one, that's not what I'm looking for. Who's going to fall back into 30s, you know, the, or the wide receiver three, wide receiver four range. Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Julio Jones, Robert Woods, Jamar Chase, Deontay Johnson, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, Brandon Ayuk, or T. Higgins? Man. Man, I, we could, you could do a couple episodes probably just cutting <laughs> uh, all of these, uh, all these guys up. Uh, so, so this is really, I mean, th- this is a lot of talent here. Um, so I, I would narrow it down, you know, maybe perhaps to either the oldest or second oldest player on the list. And then, you know, perhaps the youngest player on the list. So I'll go in that order. So Julio Jones is not going to be in Atlanta this year. Uh, that's, that's basically a foregone conclusion at this point. So he's going to be playing with a different quarterback. You know, he's seen what 99% of his career targets coming from Matt Ryan. Uh, he's not going to be inside on the turf. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think, you know, in terms of like offensive scheme and like, you know, just, you know, accuracy and timing and all of those things, he might find that he took some of that for granted after, you know, essentially you know being tied at the hip to this player for the duration of his career. Uh, and last episode, Dave, we were talking about Julio potentially trying to find his way to New England with Cam Newton. I mean, I could, I, you'd love to see the two physical freaks, you know, figure it out and, and kind of have a, a swan song together. That'd be really exciting to watch, but I mean, Cam Newton's not Matt Ryan as a passer. Um, so I, the, man, and, and new England is not Atlanta in terms of playing conditions. Um, so that, that I, I think Julio dropping out of the top 24, you know, changing teams, worst quarterback outside instead of inside, potentially those are a lot of reasons why we could see him fall off. He all, we also saw the injuries start to pop back up last year for the first year in a while. Uh, and then Jamar chase, uh, really love Jamar chase. I think he's one of the best prospects uh, of our time uh, at wide receiver, but he's going to be a rookie. He's going to a team with a pair of uh, talented wide receivers who have already asserted themselves and T Higgins and and Tyler Boyd. Um, You know, it's, it's always very difficult to project a rookie to be a top 24 wide receiver, no matter how good they are. And especially uh, in a situation where we have Joe Burrow returning from a, a serious knee injury and a lot of other talent there. Uh, in the wide receiver room, I think it's reasonable to to cast a shadow of doubt over Chase when we haven't seen it from him yet. 
uh, at the NFL level, and he also didn't play football last year. Um, so uh, that's those are a couple of reasons uh, I would I would pick Chase. Anybody else stand out to you there, Dave? Or do you take issue with any of my reasoning on Julio and Jamar Chase? No, I mean, the Julio point, I think, makes a lot of sense. Because let's say he does go to a team, and really it doesn't even have to be New England, but just, let's just use that as an example. The odds of him racking up insane yardage in another situation, you know, not great. Hard to envision him scoring a lot of touchdowns to offset the decrease in total yardage. Um, I think it, it's very easy to see how he could fall out of the top 24. The Jamar Chase point I get, this question kind of assumes that he's already in this grouping, but we don't even know that that's going to play out that way, right? So I get that one. Adam Thielen, we talked a little bit about, I could maybe make this case for Deontay Johnson because we don't know which wide receiver it is going to be in pit. Last year, him and Juju were both on the border, but I would guess, you know, we could maybe make a case for Brandon Ayuk, we don't know what San Francisco is going to do at quarterback. Maybe they make the move, try to pull in Trey Lance. Things don't work out. You know, in year one, has some growing pains. Uh, you know, you have Debo Samuel playing a significant role there. Maybe he's more involved. Obviously, you have George Kittle. They did add a running back in the draft. It's possible that, you know, he's not firmly entrenched in there. As it is, he's on the cusp with an ADP of 24 at the wide receiver position. So he's not guaranteed to be in there. Um, you know, this is one of those exercises that I think has more utility in just thinking about the things that maybe we need to be concerned with these players versus trying to find one concrete answer. Yeah. And I think when you're setting up your draft board, like this is kind of reminding me of the exercises that Sean and I will go through when we draft our high stakes, uh, tournament teams each year. Um, you know, looking for the different outs, uh, upsides and downsides of each player in a range. And then, you know, do they actually make it onto our board? Uh, do they make it onto our board only if they fall, you know, significantly below ADP or are they just off the board? And, you know, it starts to highlight the players that you feel best about in a range. I will push back on Ayuk there a little bit. You <laughs> outlined good uh, reasons there. But um, even though he, his positional ADP is at 24, I think that, you know, in, in terms of, uh, in, in terms of thinking about where he's at in his career, you know, that year two leap that is, is so, uh, you know, frequently, I mean, those year, those year two wide receiver league winners, I mean, that's, that's kind of core and essential to our brand. And it's because it happens so frequently when you pick the right ones. And even though there's some, the, some changes going on in San Francisco, a change to a rookie quarterback uh, with Trey Lance's talent might actually still be an improvement over, you know, what Ayuk has seen uh, thus far in his career. So, um, yeah, but but I think good good points on on Deontay. We've talked about the crowded Steelers uh, situation. At Adam Thielen, um, yeah, you, you know, on on the backside of of his career, I was giving him the nod over Julio simply because you know we we can put him back in that system, and we we saw even last year uh, him still be a, a a nice fantasy producer, even though uh, he did it a different way than we've seen him do it before. So yeah, this is a really fun exercise. It kind of gets me jacked up to, <laughs> to start drafting some redraft teams, man. Yeah. I started doing some best ball drafting, uh, over the last two weeks, and that's really going to skyrocket in terms of my activity levels moving forward. These types of conversations really get me, uh, amped to, uh, to continue doing that. Yeah, me too. Like I am at the point where I'm definitely starting to get the fever for, you know, real life drafts in, in some of the leagues that I'm in to be, Starting, um, you know, still a couple of months off. But my final thing I will say to everybody, go in and look at Ayuk's, um year one 
uh, it was actually really ridiculous. Very impressive. I actually do feel pretty good about him. We're going to close off by taking a look at the top 12 of quarterback ADP here. You tell me who's most likely to fall out of this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, and Tom Brady. I don't really want to pick any of them, man. Um, <laughs> this is a really good, it's a really good list. Um, yeah, man, it's a really good list. Uh, I, I mean, I think you just go Brady, right? Because <laughs> I think you say, but I mean, but you can't, you can, you want to because of the age, but it's just like, gosh, he's going to give me laser eyes. And I feel like he, you know, I, he would actually be able to hurt me somehow. Um, you know, uh, he seems to control the NFL universe um behind the scenes you know in some way um i'll actually I'll, I'll go okay all these guys are talented um there's only one guy on this list that we're at this point not sure is going to start uh well okay actually there's a guy on this list that we're not sure is even going to play this year and we're also not sure if he's going to play for the team he played for last year and that's aaron Rodgers. um aaron Rodgers, if he's in green bay obviously is going to be a top 12 quarterback. He's probably going to be top six quarterback. Um, but man, um, I, I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I, I really don't. I honestly, I couldn't bet if, if you'd made me bet on whether Aaron Rodgers would be uh, in, in green Bay or elsewhere. I don't even know what type of odds you'd have to start giving me before I'd be interested in taking it. Cause I truly just have no feel for this. Uh, if I can't use that rationale, um, then I'll just go with Joe Burrow uh, at 10 um, only because, you know, we've got a very small sample size from what we've seen from him. Uh, and, you know, we think he's on schedule from the injury, uh, but that that Bengals line still has some work to to be done on it. And while Jalen Hurts is kind of in a similar situation being in year two, uh, he's got that rushing upside uh, and, in a, you know, also improved his wide receiver room uh, this year. And I, th I think those are trump cards over Burrow. Uh, including the injury. So anybody else you would pick out here, Dave? You know, I think that Lamar Jackson's ADP at four might be a little bit higher than I would take him, but with the rushing production that you can expect, I don't see him falling out of the top 12. So I think the Burrow pick makes sense. You know, maybe you could make a case that um, Hertz doesn't have everything sealed up in Philly and he has a short leash and he could lose his spot there, but I'm not inclined to say that. So, um, I think that I'm kind of in the same spot with you. I tried to make a case that Russell Wilson could be the player that falls out, but with DK Metcalf there with Tyler Lockett there, I still think he'll manage to sneak his way in. So if I were forced to pick a player that falls out uh, outside of the ones that you mentioned, I think the player I would make the case for would be Tom Brady. Um, I think that, you know, the Bucks last year, their defense was a lot of the reason that they were able to do so well. You know, we will see him having more time with his receivers, more time to develop. But there are so many players now that can produce with their legs coming into the league. We have a couple of new guys that can do that. So it's possible that Brady with the passing volume isn't able to sustain himself in the top of this list, especially on a team that might be able to control the game with their defense. So that, that would be how I would frame it up. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, man. Um, and in quarterback too, I've done, I did studies on this way back when I was even writing for PFF, just even, even repeating as a, a top 12 quarterback, top five quarterback is so difficult. Um, the, the, 
the bar is pretty low in the back half and things get really congested. It's one of the reasons the late round quarterback movement started. Um, so, you know, probably three to five of these guys won't be top 12 quarterbacks. It just feels weird saying it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we have covered all the topics this week that we were going to cover. You know what that means, Curtis? It's Friday. Maybe some people are listening to this on their way into work. Maybe they're listening on their way home. Who knows? Maybe they work from home and they need something to send them off before they head uh, you know, out of their home office for the day and into the weekend. What do you have for us? Yeah, I want to I want to throw uh some bones to to my guys here, Zachary Kruger and Calm Kelly. Uh we've got, we've got a new we've got a new show on on Road of His Radio, Dave. I don't know if you've had a chance to check it out yet. We've got a best a dedicated best ball show now. Um and Zachary Kruger has really um taken just uh I guess a romantic view of that that format of fantasy football. Um definitely, you know, he's drafting like every night. Uh, pretty much I've seen him do a lot of stuff on underdog. I know he's going to definitely be interested in playing uh, the FFPC best ball tournament. We're going to talk about that in the coming weeks for sure. Dave uh, really, really exciting stuff there to see a, another, you know, big gr- uh, grand prize pool uh, tournament for best ball out there, especially from uh, in our partners in crime over the FFPC, but yeah, give, give uh, Zachary and uh, Calm's show the road of his best ball show. Uh, a look they, they've been dropping some uh video snips on on twitter i even saw i even saw uh i think zach drop one on linkedin um yes. which is Dude, he does place. all kinds of stuff on linkedin which is brilliant and hilarious like he actually like posts all kinds of stuff on linkedin <laughs> yeah. i love it yeah it's, it's great and i mean you know last year i mean we you know we we're we're good we're good fantasy football scouts but we're also good fantasy analysts uh fantasy analyst scouts and you know we really added a lot of talent um to our team last year and and zachary's one of those people who really has come in and and asserted himself as um just such a strong writer core member of the team um adds his own takes uh to some of our um tried and true road of his philosophies and is actually pushing the envelope uh to include you know some of his uh, preferences as well. Really appreciate that. Sam Wallace, obviously another one. Good to see Sam. Uh, congratulations, Sam, by the way, on completing your master's degree. Uh, that's a huge life accomplishment. Uh, we're glad to see you back behind the keyboard. Uh, now that you're not, uh, uh, now that you're not working on, uh, your thesis or, you know, whatever, I'm not sure what your degree was in. It was probably education, uh, as a teacher, uh, unless he's getting out of that, that industry, but, um, yeah. So just, uh, check out that best ball show. And then, uh, yeah, I guess just, uh, a gift of respect there for, for Zachary Kruger and Sam Wallace. Yeah. I also have to shout out Matt Spencer, who has been absolutely crushing it with oh, some man. of his articles too. So, I mean, these are three he guys. Wasn't, he wasn't part of the 2020 stuff. class. He wasn't yes. part of the 2020 <laughs> class. I was not ignoring you, Matt. You're he's, he, well, maybe he was in the end of 2020. I, I view him as part of the 2021 class. And so, yes, no, uh, I, I was I, not, man, I'm going to feel guilty. No, no, he's 2021 Um, class. He's 2021 class, but I felt compelled to uh, shoot that out. mm. You know, these are, these are all guys I, I I chat with a lot. And then Zach is always, you know, I love his passion, always bouncing stuff off of me, Uh, Matt as well. Uh, You know, there's some people, I I feel like some people I communicate with through Twitter, others through Slack, some people through email. So those are two of my, you know, my Twitter guys. Yeah, that that's great. I mean, okay, so that's okay. We're, we're going to broaden the way that we're closing the show. Um, we appreciate we appreciate the breath of fresh air uh, that has occurred uh, into our site over the past several years, Dave. We've got a site redesign. We've got new tools. We've got new writers. Uh, we got new stats, as we talked about earlier this week. 
And uh, so, yeah, if you've been listening to Rotoviz Radio for the past couple of years and you haven't checked out the site, the writers, the content in a while, and you've just been listening, man, you've got to go to rotoviz.com and uh, sub up. I mean, you've got to sub up. Um, we we have taken something that has always been special. And I mean, we, we've just, I mean, we've hit it out of the stratosphere uh, and, and we're still, we're still climbing. Um, so yeah, j- join forces, rotoviz.com. Reminder, 978-615-9214. Send in more of those questions. Sign up like Curtis just said. Have a good weekend and we will see you on Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Email us at rotovizffshow at gmail.com. Visit rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information on listener-only discounts. And until next time, thanks for stopping by. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.